This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You you, you, you are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Your Grace, His Holiness the High Septon wishes to speak with you at the Great Sept of Baylor. His Holiness the High Septon is welcome to see me here. In the Red Keep. Your Grace, this is not a request. It is a request, Cousin Lancel. You are asking me for something I'm refusing. The High Septon commands you. Are you sure you want to refuse him? He promised me I could stay in the Red Keep until my trial. He made no such promises. If you refuse to come of your own free will... Move aside, sir. Order your man to step aside or there will be violence. I choose violence. And then there were two. Yes, we just finished with episode eight, and that means we have two more episodes left before we are finished with season six. This is the Clock Dodgers podcast, Game of Thrones recap. I am Neil. He is Tony. How do you want to open this thing up, man? Oh, well, first of all, you just made me even more depressed <laughs> saying that out loud. There's only two episodes left, man. God damn. I, I just wanted to keep reminding people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a sad man. RIP Plagane Bowl. We went from, you know, Plagane Bowl, get hyped. To the game goal, game goal, please. Yeah, last week, week you were scalping tickets, and this week those tickets seem to be frauds. Stupid Tommy. Yeah, man. That's what Claire does to you, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, like, you know, like we said when the hound came back, you know, me and you were were two people who were open that we were happy, you know, about him coming back. You know, we liked him as a character. Um, So, you know, so any any role for him really is good with us. Um, but obviously, you know, that fight would have been awesome. And so obviously we're all looking forward to that. Um, with that, you know, not happening now. Um, I mean, we kind of, you know, he's kind of picked up, you know, right where he left off when we thought he was dead. Right. I mean, you know, he's, you know, he's bumping into people. He's knocking heads off. He's spilling people's guts everywhere. Um, the only difference is. You know, everywhere he goes, it seems like someone's telling him, hey, you know, you're still here for a reason or, you know, you have this purpose. And, you know, although he doesn't really seem to, you know, to agree with these people, you know, who are saying this stuff, um, you know, everyone is saying it. So obviously it has to hold some weight, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he definitely does a bigger purpose in the storyline. I really would have liked to click Game Bowl. I think we... There's still a chance we can get a variation of it. It just won't be in a trial by combat setting, but we could see those two go off head to head, you know what I mean, sometime later down the road. Um, I know that the 
Brotherhood Without Banners are in the Riverlands, and the Landis Army, Army is in the Riverlands. So, I mean, they could intersect, but I don't, I don't see it happening if, if the predictions I've made before come true. Uh, that, that's as kinda... far as his purpose, he definitely got... No, no, no. That's what I was going to ask you. You know, with him being with the Brotherhood Without Banners, um, well, number one, I don't even know. You know, when he when he was saying, um, you know, we, we have a you know a fight in front of us, um, we have a mission or whatever. Um, do, do we know what exactly he's referring to? Is he referring to the White Walkers, or is there something that we're not clear on yet? Or he could be. I think um, most of the the Red Priests and Priestesses they they kind of are getting a view of the landscape. And even if they're not knowledgeable of the White Walkers' existence, they, they all seem to have a feeling that something's coming. You know what I mean? Right. Like some kind of darkness is coming. They've all spoke about it, and these are all people that haven't seen the White Walkers or been up north. So I think they all kind of have that feeling according to the prophecies of the religion that, you know, everything's kind of aligning to where something bad's going to happen. So I think that's probably what Thoris of Neil was talking about. I was really happy that they kind of... Uh, you know, they they made the Brotherhood Without Bandage good. You know what I mean? Like, they, they uh, I, I can't think of what I'm thinking of, but they, I was worried last week, you know, because those guys came in and they, they slaughtered that village, and that's not what the Brotherhood Without Bandage do, and I really like the Brotherhood Without Bandage in season three. They were a really interesting group of people. So I like the fact that they, they kind of, uh, they, they made them, good guys again you know what i mean they they walk he walks up and they're hanging the three guys for basically killing in their name and slaughtering villages and things like that so i was really happy to see that yeah absolutely i mean i think you actually you might have said something about that last week right that you thought maybe these were just like rogue guys that went rogue and yeah yeah that's that's kind of what i thought but um i wasn't sure you know what i mean because the hound has had his his conflict with the brotherhood before so i didn't know if they were just gonna he was gonna go in and just wipe him out maybe that was kind of a way to eliminate that plot point you know what i mean right but yeah I'm, I'm glad i'd rather see them be good guys because i really like the, the dondarian i really like forest of mir i like those kids yeah so so do you think the hound sticks with them and and they have a prominent role moving forward then or yeah i do i think that he's going to be involved in this story like i could see them kind of moving north and joining you know uh, Jon Snow, if he wins next week's battle, you know what I mean? I could see them kind of having a, a nice role as kind of the foot soldiers against the White Walkers and the Hound being kind of a big part of that. That'd be Which really would be cool. nice. It's kind of a nice consola- consolation for us for not getting the Clegane Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be and really cool. It takes him away from, the, re- from the, the Sparrow, you know what I mean? So that's cool. Like I didn't really necessarily like the idea of him being a weapon or the sparrow, I'm more just like the idea of him taking out the mountain. Yeah, because I hate the sparrow, and that's why. Yeah, you know, yeah. whenever that you know that um, that theory came up, I was like, but still, like, <clears throat> you know, I don't see the connection between him and the sparrow. Like, where does that happen? And then, like you said, he kind of like you know the sparrow uses everybody. It seems like you know what I mean. So I feel like the hound would have been like just a tool. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't I didn't yeah. like that idea either. So with with you know with with them. <clears throat> You know, obviously, like I said, there were some, you know, some good laughs in it, um, some interest and stuff happened, but we don't, you know, know exactly um, what's in front of them. Um, you know, if we if we kind of move the conversation over to, you know, to the guy who had had a pretty big role, I would say, in this episode, which is Jamie. Um, 
where we both also again like the hound have have openly you know uh confessed our our love for jamie's character um you know here we open up with him seeing uh lady brienne and kind of having a you know a talk with her um you know in this scene i mean it, it was kind of interesting because we've seen how much they respect each other, right? Um, you know, she tries to give him his sword back. He says, no, that's yours. Um, she did bring up the fact that, you know, they may have to fight one day. And he said, you know, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Um, what, what, what do you think, you know, their relationship is about? I mean, do you, do you think it's just a, just an admiration for each other or respect for each other? Do you think one of them actually likes each other? Like, what do you think is going on there? I think that they both have some romantic feelings for each other. You know, if you look at Lady Brienne's taste, she was in love with Renly, who was kind of an effeminate noble man. Jamie is a great warrior, but he's kind of an effeminate noble man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's very pretty. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's who she seems to like. Poor Tormund, he ain't got a chance at that. Nah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think that they both have feelings for each other. I think that it's something that Jamie's never felt before. I think that to Jamie, Brienne represents his better self. It's kind of the person that he wishes he could be, the person that he aspires to be, but can't because of his duty to his family and his love for his sister and all of the things that are kind of weighing him down. So I think that Brienne is kind of an embodiment of that. You know what I mean? And I do think that he has some kind of romantic feelings there just because of that aspiration. You know what I mean? It kind of manifests itself that way. But and then I definitely think that Brian has has feelings for him. I love this scene. It was very beautifully done. I think that you could you could see that as the aspiration of the the respect that the two of them had for each other. Him giving her the sword, I thought was a really cool moment. Like that's that's no small thing. He just gave her a Valyrian sword that his dad made for him. Like that's right. That's not a small thing to do. And then this wasn't you only have this for a few months or a short period of time. This is yours forever. You know what I mean? And that's, this is something theoretically that he would want to pass down to his generations. You know, maybe he would want Tommen to have, maybe he would want, if he ever gets another woman pregnant, you know, he would want his kids to have someday and be passed down through his line and he gave it to the end. And I think that was a huge symbolic gesture of his respect and his admiration for Brienne. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things I liked about, you know, the Jamie scenes was that, <clears throat> again, um, we see that, you know, the producers and the writers kind of put us in this position where we see the Jamie that we do like and we see the Jamie that we don't like um, in the, in, in the exactly. sense that, you know, when he talks to Edmure uh, Tully, you know, he's telling him, you know, I love my sister. I'll do anything for my sister and to get back to her. Um, I'll even toss your baby, you know, basically over this castle with a, with a catapult. Yeah. Um, so we see that ugly side of him again, you know, that Lannister side that, you know, Get, kill everything in the path to get to my sister's side of him and then we see you know the jamie that we like um and it always seems like there's that balance you know that balance that we always get with him yeah he he actually said the line the things we do for love which if you remember back to season one that's what he said right before he pushed bran out the window yeah you know what i mean so it was kind of the it harkened you back to season one jamie that we all hated and yeah it definitely showed kind of the dichotomy of his character that he is he tr- he wants to be a good person, you know. He he lets Brienne go in and get talk to the Blackfish, and I do believe that if they had walked out, he would have let them march north. I honestly believe that. I think that he is trying to keep his word, but his love for his sister and his family 
just pulls him back down and pulls him back down into the depths, you know, and that's that's one of the reasons I want to see Cersei dead. Like, I'm tired of her pulling him down, you know? Yeah. But I think, I, I think that they played that all very masterfully, you know, when he's talking to Edmure, you see the scary Jamie, you know? I, I didn't agree, obviously, with what Edmure did, but I understand why he did it, because the Jamie that you saw there, he's he wasn't making an idle threat. Yeah. If Edmure didn't do that, he would have got his kid, he would have put him in a catapult, and he would have shot him into that castle. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt in my mind of that. Yeah, and, and this, you know, that whole, you know, set of scenes kind of leads me to a bunch of questions or, you know, things at least that need to be talked about. Um, number one, what happens to those to those soldiers that kind of just, you know, give up all their weapons and stuff? Do you think they're now prisoners or, or, or what? I think they're most likely prisoners of war. Um, if I had to assume, they'd probably be prisoners. Some of them, they would probably say, you know, if you switch sides, basically, if you become Lannister men, then you can become soldiers, you know, probably more of the highly trained ones. They, I don't think they'd want, like, any lower so- soldiers. But, yeah, I think they're just prisoners of war, essentially. And I don't think that, like, if you remember back when Arya got captured and uh, and they went to... um. Oh, I can't remember the name of that place. The the castle that was like burned down by Dragonfire. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But when Arya went, she was talking to Tywin. Tywin things. They were keeping prisoners there, and I I don't think that Jamie would use the torturous methods that Tywin used against his prisoners. Like he seems to respect the fact that our house is at war, and this kind of is what it is. It doesn't mean I got to treat you like shit. But yeah, they're my assumption is that they're essentially just going to be prisoners of war until this thing kind of all gets settled out. And, and then they'll probably be returned to House Tully if it's allowed them to remain intact, or they would become Freyman, or they would something along those lines. So do you think Edmure goes back to being a, a prisoner of war also then? Yeah, most likely. I don't think, yeah. like, I don't think he's, he was given River Run or yeah. anything like that. You know, he gotcha. was just, he was put into the castle basically as a ploy. I don't think he... He was given his name back, or his, his family is going to become the water the, the river runs, or anything right. like that. So, something else we've seen, obviously, um, a lot of theories on the internet floating around. Um, the blackfish, we didn't see him die. Um, that's kind of been a, a running theme for for what you know viewers of the show. Um, if we don't mm-hmm. see somebody die, we assume there's still a chance. Um, I, I think in this situation, it's pretty certain that he's dead. I mean. You know, there's there's nothing that leads to us believing he's alive. I mean, it was kind of cut and dry, in my opinion. Um, but do you mm-hmm. think there's any chance at all that people with that theory have any, you know, any ground to stand on? Yeah, I mean, it's it's Game of Thrones, you know. So there's always the chance that if you don't watch somebody actually die, that they'll be back. But I think the Blackfish is dead. Like, I think that him running off and us not seeing his death was more of just a result of Maybe the director is not wanting to show a beloved old man dying. I know it's not like them to pull punches. Like, that's not something that they do. <laughs> but I do think, I, I think he's dead. I don't think that the Lannister men would have reported back to Jamie that he was if they didn't necessarily see him die because they know the consequences of that. You know, if Blackfish pops back up again, whoever reported that shit back to him would be dead. So exactly. if they. They would say assume dead or as probably dead or something along those lines, but they wouldn't say he died fighting with certainty, 
knowing that it's their ass on the line if he didn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put that, you know, that theory to bed. I think you're right. You know, 100% Blackfish is dead. Um, also, you know, it is safe to say that if Jamie and uh, Brienne ever did sword fight, that she would she would smoke them, right? Oh, yeah, she would take him straight out. She took the hound. Yeah, I know. That's like, what I was thinking about. Come on now. Yeah, if, she, if, if they went straight one-on-one, she would take him out. Now, I think she would have a more of an issue with Blonde because he's a dirty-ass fighter. Yep. And she's more of a noble fighter, you know? So I think that Blonde would give him more of an issue. But, yeah, she, she'd she wipe Jamie out with one hand. That, that, that was a cool little scene, too, with Braun and Pod and everything, you know, saying, but do you want to oh, yeah, you know, yeah, learn how to fight like this, cool though? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that was cool to see them back together. I like how he's like, you know, the guy with the magic cock going back to when they got Pod, when they made Pod lose his B-card. I yeah. thought that was really funny. <laughs> like anything with Bond is fantastic. Like he's he's one of the characters that if he dies, I'm going to be extremely pissed off. Yeah. He's just one of my favorite dudes. Any scene he's in is just fantastic. Yeah, it was it was a good little uh, good little scene to cut to. Um, so is it safe to assume that? Um, you know, Jamie has done at River Run now, and he's going back to King's Landing. Um, do, do you think we'll we'll see him back there by the end of the season? Or uh, no, I don't, because there was, and I'll get to this later. There was some some clues that the prediction I made last week might be coming true. Okay. So okay, uh, I'll leave it at that. We'll we'll talk about it when we talk about King's Landing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we might as well just jump there. Um, since you already teased, right. since you already teased them with that, <laughs> let's just jump there before you know they. Think of the segues. Yeah, yeah let's just <laughs> jump right into that. Um, you know, I, so I mean, let's let's just let's first backtrack to the beginning of King's Land and what's happened here. Um, Cersei obviously was um asked by the High Sparrow to to come see him. Um, and she was obviously not having it. Um, you know, it did not go well. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well for them, uh, for the for the yeah. for the for the religious fanatics. But uh, for her, it went great. Um, you know, she was given a choice. She chose violence, and that's exactly what preceded the scene. Um, you know, although her, you know, her mountain ends up becoming uh, merely a molehill to her when she finds out that um, you know her very own son has decided you know to do away with trial by combat which means the mountain is basically, I, w- I don't want to say useless, but, you know, his main purpose that um, she was trying to get out of him, you know, to make her, you know, to prove her innocence was in this, you know, trial by yeah. combat. Um, you know, so this kind of puts her in a troubling spot, which, again, like you said, you alluded to last week. Um, I guess, you know, the, I, you know, we don't know exactly how this is going to play out, but you, you have a kind of an idea what you think is going to happen, and I think that's what you were referring to just now when you said, well, Jimmy, make it back, right? Yeah, I think, well, first of all, like, just going back to kind of the crux of this scene, I think that, I think this was a hard decision for Tommen, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't something that he came to, I think, easily. He might have been manipulated into this by the Sparrow, by Kevin, by people that who knew that they didn't have anybody that could take on the mountain. Those, the, by the, those incest so, genes, man, you referred to them last week. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah, he's <laughs> just kind of a young dummy, you know? <laughs> So they all knew that that was so she's basically her ace in the hole, you know, was was the mountain and the fact that she, if she did trial by combat, she could be found innocent and blah, blah, blah. So doing away with that procedure totally eliminated that plan. But you hear Kyburn say about the rumor that it wasn't just a rumor. It was much more. And, and I, last week, I was going to ask you about that. Was, yeah. So my, what, what my is he referring to? Week, 
I think the cachet is a wildfire that the Mad King put throughout the city. When when Bran was having his visions, when he was getting like that data dump, he you saw cachets of wild wildfire going off in what looked like kind of catacombs, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of catacombs underneath King's Landing, and the rumor always was was that the Mad King uh, stashed a bunch of that, and Tyrion found some of it when for the Battle of Blackwater, and the theory, they thought that he had used it all. He used up the whole. Well, so he even had the um, the maces make more of it, mm-hmm. but I don't think he used it all, and I think that's what Kyburn had his his little kids find out, and they they went underneath the city and found caches of wildfire. So when he was talking about much more, that's what I believe he was referring to, and I still think that we end this season with King Landing in flames. I think Cersei's going to go ape shit. She's going to try to get Tommen out of the city. It's not going to work. And I think basically everybody in King's Landing, except for, I, I kind of, for some reason, have a feeling like that Marjorie makes it out. Now, I don't know that that happens, but that's just kind of a gut call. But I think that basically everybody that's fighting right now in King's Landing is going to end up wiped out by the end of this season, including Cersei, the Mountain, the High Sparrow. I think she's just going to burn the whole city to the ground with her anger and her rage, which would be a very fitting end for Cersei because her her anger has burned like wildfire for six seasons. Yep. So it would be a very poetic ending to her life. And, and, and we heard and Jamie... I think that's what, when you, yeah. Jamie actually Go said ahead. that, right? He actually said, um, you know, with with mothers like Catelyn and, and, and Cersei, they'll burn cities to ashes or, or something to that effect. Um, exactly. You know, which kind of, you know, um, I thought it was interesting that he said, you know, they had him use those words um, so, so you're saying if she does that in your prediction, of course, um, you think she dies, Tommen dies, all, all, everyone dies besides Marjorie because you want her to, you still want to see her naked. I mean, I mean what was that again? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Why are you going to call me out like that? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really have much justification for Marjorie. Um, other than that, I, I just see her getting out of there for some reason. I don't think that, you know, with her giving the note to Elena and all those things, I don't think that in with Cersei just burning her down. But, and I think like when you, you talked about Jamie coming back to King's Landing, I think he's going to be making the march back when she does this. And that's going to be a lot for Jamie to wrestle with. You know, he's going to lose his last son. He's going to lose the woman he loves, but not only is he going to lose the woman he loves, she's going to do what he killed the mad Kings for threatening to do. You know, that's why Jamie is a Kingslayer. That's why he's an Oathbreaker. That's why he did that, was the Mad King threatened to burn King's Landing to the ground, and he didn't want to see that happen. Right. So it's going to be kind of an emotional, uh, a huge emotional toll going into next season, and Jamie's going to be lost. He's not, not going to have a purpose, and I think eventually he will find that purpose, and that's kind of how you segue into the Lannister forces joining up with the Northern forces to eventually take on the White Walkers. Interesting. I mean, it's, an, it's definitely an interesting and, and viable, you know, viable option. Um, in our predictions last week, of course, I said I think Cersei will die too by the end of the season. I, I don't know. You know, obviously you had the wildfire idea. I don't know exactly how. Um, I do think her son will die too. Um, you know, he, he's obviously, you know, people, I don't think people are seeing it yet, but to me, he's a victim. Um, you know, in, in this uh, High Sparrow, you know, web that he's weaving, um, you know, I think that Tommen, you know, will suffer for the alliance that he created. 
um whether the high oh, sparrow you know whether the high sparrow dies too i hope so i hope they you know i don't i mean i don't really care if tommy dies or not i just think that you know obviously he doesn't make the greatest decisions but i assume that he will die um and, and like you said it'll be interesting you know to see how everything ends maybe like you said with jamie coming back and seeing the city on fire and there's so much you know so much stuff that can be put into that you know so much emotion so um it'll be you know it's, it's a good you know good way for it to go out um yeah I'll- yeah, I kind of, I don't know if I hope that it plays out that way or if I think it plays out yeah. that way. You know, that's the hard thing to decipher with this show. You know, the ending you want, the ending you think that'll happen kind of tend to merge into one thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. And, and like you said, you think that will, if, if that is going to happen, you think by the end of season six, we'll see something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of, well, we'll go out I, I could see that being like the last, Either that or or, um, Danny sailing over to Westeros. I think one of those two things will be the last shot of episode 10 of season six. So um, jumping out of King's Landing really fast uh, before it burns, um, we did see Arya, you know, uh, you know, obviously injured, trying to recover. She's been over there drinking the milk of the poppy, getting down with all that kind of stuff. Um, her, her lady crane right is is killed here in this episode um and we we get to see the waif again who is back relentlessly um to to kill aria um she looks a lot like the t-1000 in the terminator for some reason i got the exact same uh, that's exactly what i was about to say is walking <laughs> like the t-1000 yeah I, too. I don't did they, do you think they intentionally did that walk yeah, I think it, it might have been kind of a throwback, you yeah. know, like, it, it, that's something you kind of see with any genre, you know, you've got your, your Jason Voorhees, your Michael Myers, there's something a lot more intimidating about somebody that's just relentlessly walking, as opposed to somebody that's frantically running after you, yeah. you know what I mean, like, yeah. I think I would be a lot more scared of somebody just calmly, constantly walking before me and not letting any obstacle get in the way than somebody kind of frantically flailing and running at me. Yeah, she nailed her T one thousand role, man. So even though the wave um, is is killed in this episode, um, you know she has a role for her in a, in a future Terminator movie for sure. Um, you know she was she was out there, she was nailing all of her jumps, her landings. I mean, and then you got you know Arya missing everything. Basically, she's tumbling and falling everywhere. Um, you know, we get to that scene where you know she basically says, you know, you have a choice. You want to do this standing or you know on your knees. And we see Arya, you know, pull out the sword and then cut cut out the lights on her, right? I mean, she cut the candle out on her mm-hmm. and kind of, um, you know, even even the playing field for her or gave her an advantage, actually. Um, th- this was, you know, it was interesting how, you know, how it played out. We see, um, you know, it, it ends with uh, Jockin obviously, you know, going through um, and seeing the face of the waif um, on the wall. And then, you know, Arya telling her, you know, I, I am a girl. I am a certain person. I'm Arya Stark. I'm going home. And um, oddly enough, he kind of gives her this, you know, smile. Like, it's, I don't I don't, I don't, know if it was a smile of, like, this is what I wanted the whole time. Or, you know, this is what we've been working towards. Or I don't I don't know. Or just, you know, her being her firecracker herself. And he thought it was funny or whatever. I don't I don't know what the, the, what the grin was about. And kind of letting her just walk off. Um, were, were you a, fa- a fan of this scene? Or? The... The whole way this ended, I think, kind of came out. It, it kind of ended like a wet fart, you know. Like I, I'm not, I was not a fan of how this storyline played out. 
I, I like the final ending. I like Arya standing there and telling Jock, and I think me and you actually discussed that that was a possible outcome Yeah. for all of this, was essentially her killing the waves and saying, look, this contract is up. You know, you don't have a reason to come after me now. I'm going back to Westeros. But, and it, it goes back to last week, you know, when you see Arya get stabbed, I was kind of of the camp and of the mindset that this wasn't Arya, just because I think that it was a very stupid move on her part between, you know, flashing the money around to get the ship between letting the old woman sneak up on her when she knows she's being targeted by people that steal faces and can disguise themselves like that. Mm -hmm. It it just, it showed that she learned nothing while she was in the, the faceless man this entire time. And this has been literally two seasons building up to this ending. So this wasn't like a small story arc. This was a full two season story arc with Arya. And but to end this way, I just thought I, I I was not a fan of it at all. I think like you think we're in like basically a medieval world, you know, like there's there's dragons and there's probably more advanced medicine than they had back then, things like that. But she gets stabbed in the gut like four times by a trained assassin, jumps off of a bridge, runs through the city, sits in the the actors lounge for the play. The woman finds her and she just gets stitched up by an actress that used to stitch <laughs> up her husbands after they after she's knifed them because they cheated on her. You know what I mean? Like that just all of that seems ridiculously unbelievable. She gave her that, that she gave her that, that magic lean, man, that magic syrup. Yeah. The, well the the most of the poppy is basically like melatonin. It's just sleeping medication. And, yeah. and it was done for her it was done for her to take that. Why would you take that when you know you have a trained assassin coming after and that I, I would assume, like, kind of just from the way I read the scene, the scene that she was out for a, a few days. So basically, if the waif had come the day before, Arya wouldn't have woke up and would have been killed in his sleep. Like, it just, it all seems very convenient timing. And I think that they could have played it a different way. You know, I like the fact that she seemed like she had a plan to lure the waif back to that cave she was at to cut the lights out. You know, she probably memorized kind of the the setting and where things were and things like that. It gave her an advantage against the wave that she has shown in the past that she cannot take physically one-on-one. And so I like the way that played out. I think they could have avoided the rest. And I think that they backed themselves into this corner. And I, I don't like that when you watch that in any kind of media. When... You know, some fans will say, well, that's the only way they could get out of this situation. Well, they put themselves in this situation. The writers right. put themselves in this situation. So they shouldn't have done that part to begin with in order for them to be backed into this corner that they have to get out of and for you to have to suspend you the disbelief so much that she could get stabbed in the gut five times and be stitched up a little bit and then do parkour through the city. Like, <laughs> I just, I wasn't buying that entire sequence, and I was not a fan of it, pretty much at all. Yeah, and I, I don't think you were the only one. I think, you know, a lot of people had a lot of questions, obviously. Um, like you said, there was a lot of theories out there that it wasn't her being stabbed and all this kind of stuff, so obviously those fans were let down. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they just took the easiest way out, you know what I mean, to get her out of there or, or what, but... Um, I guess moving forward is all we can really do because, you know, the the, the, the scenes that, 
you know, we weren't fans of is kind of past at this point. Um, so yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I, I like the way that it's going forward. I, yeah, I, I think that them getting to that point where they could have gone probably five routes that would have been better to right. get to that point right. than what they actually did. But I like I like the way it's going. I like the fact that she's going back to West Coast. I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited to see her reunited with John. All of that's going to be amazing. Do, do you think but, we're Do you yeah, think we're I, I done with Jockin? Um, probably, I do think that this was kind of his end, you know, unless it pops up that he was Sirio Farrell, which has been a big theory the whole time, but I don't personally subscribe to that theory. I think this was the end of Jockin as a character. And you've seen throughout the show that Arya has had all these different trainers that she just kind of leaves. You know, she had, um, Sirio Farrell, she had the Hound, she had Jockin, she had all these different people that taught her and taught her very valuable lessons. And I think that Jockin was basically just another step into her becoming the Arya that she needs to become in order to aid John and aid them in the war that is to come. Yeah. I was going to say, if there's anything we take from it is, you know, she's being trained for something, obviously. Right. I mean, how many, how many times is this girl going to bump into people who keep prepping her? You know what I mean? For something. Yeah, exactly. Obviously they all kind of taught her different things. You know, Serial Pharrell was more the happy, teacher the you know the optimistic teacher the hound was kind of the level-headed down to earth this is the fucking world we live in and it sucks and jockin you know kind of taught her about the the east and you know the the culture of that and how to be an assassin and things like that so they all definitely added their own element into her training that yeah. she'll be that'll be very useful later on absolutely and and her going home um, going to Westeros, going, you know, um, going back to the north. We won't see that this season, I assume. You agree? Yeah, I would assume not. Yeah, I, would I don't assume think not. so. That'll be, that'll be the first few episodes of next season. It'll be like the Sansa John reunion, you know. Except I, I think it'll mean more when she's reunited with John because they, they had a very good relationship before, you know. Uh, in season one, they were kind of both kindred spirits. You know, she was the tomboy that didn't want to be a girl. He was the bastard. So they had a very close relationship. So seeing those two reunited will be great. But yeah, I think that'll probably be like episode two, episode three of next year. Next if, year. if there's a John for her to reunite with. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So the, the last, uh, the last place that we, you know, had a lot of, uh, you know, action going on, um, was Marine and we got Khaleesi back. She's yeah. back in there. Um, you know, she got dropped off by her dragon, her elevator dragon. Um, you know, everyone's kind of in awe, you know, when she comes back, um, because this is just in time. Because here, you know, Marine is currently under attack. Um, you know, something that they didn't see coming at all. Uh clearly uh Tyrion fucked up, right? His deal obviously uh did not work yep. like he thought it would. Um, not, not that, you know, once she came back, that deal was going to be even in place anymore anyway, cause I don't expect it that it would have been, but, um, you know, the, the, the little bit of peace that he thought he had obviously wasn't, um, exactly true. Um, th- this kind of, you know, they didn't give us a whole lot. I mean, I love the scenes, you know, with him joking with Grey Worm and all of them, that, that, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally came out of their shell a little bit with him, but at the same time, it kind of showed us that. Um, you know, they had this false sense of, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to call it, I guess, peace or whatever. Um, but, um, 
you know, so 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 the, so the masters are back, and this time they're attacking, and they're throwing fire at the city and all this kind of stuff. Um, what, what what did you make of this whole this whole thing from you know them making jokes and drinking wine to being a, under attack you know in a matter of you know minutes in the scene? Um, what what did what, what what did you feel about it all? Did you, did you did you enjoy this part of the show? Well, I got to mention first the um, the scene with him and Berries. I thought that was really good. Oh yes, that's kind of a touching moment between the two of them. Um, I might be the only one that finds it suspicious that Berries left right before the masses attack. You know, I don't know that that's going to play out anywhere, but it's something to lock in the back of your mind. If, if Littlefinger pulls some shit like that, we'd expect to see a shot of him on the masses boat, you know, with a, a, a smile on his face, you know. Yeah, I didn't even think about time. that. So I think that we've, I think we've kind of been lured into this false sense of, um, of confidence in Barry's no, nobility and that he's a good person. But he, he's still a master of whispers and him and, Littlefinger, when they were both in King's Landing, they were both on equal footing. You know, they were both guys you couldn't trust. So I don't know 100% that Varys is to be trusted. Um, I could see them playing out that maybe Varys had lost faith in uh, Khaleesi or something like that. I, I don't know that it's going that way, but it's just something to lock in the back of your mind. Yeah, but I, I, like I, I, I didn't even think about that. I thought it was a nice touching moment. Good. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I didn't even think about the whole Varys connection and obviously the... Um... You know the Red Priestess last a couple episodes ago said, you know, as long as we're fighting for the, you know, as long as we're both on the side of the queen, then yeah, yeah. nothing to worry about. So, you, uh, I haven't, I haven't even seen that really mentioned anywhere that you know he dipped off right before that happened. I didn't even think about it. So good point. Yeah, there. that, was, good that point. was something I noticed. That was something I kind of noticed right away. Um, as soon as they got attacked. Um, but I hope it doesn't go that route just because I like Barrys and I like his relationship with Tyrion. As for I, I kind of enjoyed the. Uh, the interplay between the two of them, you know, you see my Andy and Grey One come out of the cell a little bit. Maybe Tyrion is having some influence on them. But I think this season as a whole has done a lot of damage to Tyrion's character. Like, one thing we were always supposed to believe about Tyrion is that he's smarter than everybody else. And up until this point, he had been. And I don't know that they're trying to show kind of the fallibility in his character. You know, that he, even Tyrion, can fuck up. But I, I do think that it's been it's been kind of a mixed bag for Tyrion this season. You know, you see, I, I don't know if we're supposed to get the impression that him, like with the Red Priestesses and things like that, if it bought enough time for Daenerys to come back, you know, and him making that deal and all that, if that, if that bought time, or if we're supposed to see it as he fucked up. And I see it more that way, that he didn't understand this world, that he just thought he could play it like he has everything his, his whole life, you know, and that, and Westeros, Tyrion could outsmart everybody that was around him. But for the most part, he was going up against his sister, who's kind of been shown to be a dumbass. And I think, like, you look at the, the bargain he made with the Red Priest, you know, did, did this buy him enough time for Daenerys to come back? Or, you know, how, how are we supposed to view this? Are we supposed to view this as a victory for Tyrion, or are we supposed to view this as... as damaging to his his intellect right that's really all Tyrion has to provide you know what i mean like he's not your physical specimen if we have to doubt Tyrion's intellect then what confidence do we have in the character at all so i think they have some rebuilding to do in the next season or two with Tyrion. he's still one of my favorite characters peter dinklage is still amazing as Tyrion. like all of that is fantastic but but the actual character 
in the way that they portrayed him this season. He's taken a couple steps back for me. Right, and and yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, his stock went down a little bit, um, and now that she's back, you know, Khaleesi, we'll see how you know how she reacts. You know, I guess to all the decisions yeah, that yeah, he I'm has really made. So, so it's gonna, mm-hmm. you know, it's gonna be, and I, and I assume we'll see more of that on the last episode, episode ten. Yeah, sure um, do I. I think, <laughs> I think it'll be, it'll be full on that. I think, um, yeah, I want to see how she reacts to the red priest, red priestesses being brought in. You know, is she with the water light, all that shit, or is she, you know, I, I think she views herself as a god. <laughs> Maybe yeah. she'll be a little jealous that you know another god's being brought into this. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and even with the um, you know, the masters attacking in the ocean, um, to clear that out, do you think the dragons? Do you think here comes Theon and Yara to save the day? I mean, what do you, what do you think you know is going to play out there? That's that's exactly what I think. I think um, I think Drogon will obviously be burning some shit up. Like that's that's what he does. He'll be swooping in, but I don't think him him by himself could take on an entire force of ships with catapults. So I do think this is kind of your segue into, I don't think that it's a, it's a mistake that we watched the ships coming into the harbor. You know what I mean? I think that was kind of a prelude to how this battle is going to end. I think the Iron Islanders are going to swoop up behind them, help them take them out. And that'll be kind of your bridge from Yara and Theon to make good with the queen essentially and become her allies kind of right away. You right. know what I mean? Because right. the, I, I don't know how the, the masters are, in like you know naval battles I, i've never it's not something that i've researched a lot you know the people in flavors bay if they're you know a very strong naval force but i know the iron island is art yeah so i think that in a straight up ship fight i think the island um, iron islanders will be able to wipe them out yeah i agree and so you know you know like we said episode 10 will probably get more uh, uh of this story and, and like you said it may even end with you know them getting on boats and and heading towards um you know king's landing but but for sure you know from what we know we we assume theon and yara are going to help out uh obviously uh with the masters attacking and even just with khaleesi back um that whole seven year deal that Tyrion made you know probably went out the window the same one she yeah, came in done. through so <laughs> so that one's they're done. gonna they're gonna wish they took that deal <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so all that's done with um but you know like, like you said I'm, I'm sure um you know we'll, we'll get far enough to the end i i think episode 10 will be pretty heavy on, on her and that you know that whole thing um so we'll, we'll see um but the masters i don't i don't expect it to be you know some big deal i think that like you know yara and then we'll take care of it and the dragon and, and maybe they'll release the other two dragons well, you know, on them <laughs> everybody everybody's a hard ass until you got a dragon in your face yeah that that, that, that kind of changes <laughs> kinda, things yeah that makes punks of us all <laughs> yeah not, not, not something you exactly prepared for um <laughs> So, I mean, that, that pretty much covers just the, the recap portion of the episode, you know, because we, we pretty much covered everything, I think, there. Um, as far as, obviously, you know, there's stuff coming up next week, um, so I want to kind of get your prediction on that. Um, before I do that, I want to play a couple of little games here with you. Um, I've I seen some things on the internet about characters that were dead, and, um, you know, if you had a choice to bring one back, who would it be? So I kind of put a list together of um, of characters who, we, who we've lost at uh, one point or another. And just I'm going to give you two names. And you just if you have to choose one, which one you would choose to be alive out of the two. And I'll throw, you know. Wait, if, this, is, this is who I want to come back, not who I think is 
coming back. Right, right. If you did not, and, and okay. I mean, yeah, them them coming back is probably not likely at all. But it's just a just a game, you know. Yeah. If you had a choice, who your favorite would be to come back? Um, so the the first uh, pairing that I have here is Cal Drago and Egret. Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> Setting me off with the two loves. <laughs> Ooh, that's rough. I want to see Egret come back. You would see Egret. Um, I, I love Cal Drogo, but, you know, Khaleesi's already getting some. She's already got Dario. Yeah. She's already got some on the side. She's got plenty Boy of Dog options. Needs to get laid. That guy has come back from the dead, and he still hasn't gotten any nookie. That's not fair. <laughs> not fair, man. <laughs> he, he should be tearing them brothels up, but he can't because he's got too much stuff going on. Ygritte is a warrior. She'd help him with the battle plans, and then she'd help him in the bed. So I think it'd be good for Jon Snow. He'd be a little looser, maybe not so brooding. If he was getting some every now and then. <laughs> Maybe boost his confidence a little bit because he seemed a little down since exactly. he came back, you know? All right. Um, exactly. I, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's a good one. I, I, I go with you that because too many guys anyway are, you know, are open to, you know, to banging Khaleesi, so she doesn't need any help. Yeah, exactly. She's got a line of them. She'll be all right. Exactly. <laughs> all right. The next one, uh, let's go with... This shouldn't be probably too difficult, but I guess you know we we had you know we had Omega Ginger on last week, and he had some interesting takes on guys who were bad or good. So you know this could go either way, I guess. With you, um, Rob Stark or Joffrey? Now think about this, because if we have Joffrey still, we don't have Tommen. So you know things could be a whole lot different. And and the way things you know the way the incest baby Tommen has been doing things, you, you might almost not hate Joffrey being back. So Rob Stark or Joffrey? <laughs> I'll say Joffrey just because I want to watch him die again. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, was, that was one of my favorite episodes. Bob's kind of been pushed to the back burner. He's not the hero of the story. You know, John's took that role in my heart. Like, he's the guy I want to see as as the main hero. So, yeah, I'd say Joffrey just because I'd like to see him die again. Maybe in a little more brutal way than poisoning. You know, maybe... He gets flayed a little bit, you know, gets a finger <laughs> chopped off, something like that. You know what I mean? You know, put some put some shivs underneath his fingernails and, you know, jam them in there. Something okay, along we, those lines. Or maybe, maybe, in a, see. maybe in a battle with Ramsey, battle of the assholes or something, maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, <laughs> who, can, who can chop his dick off first? You know, something along those lines. <laughs> who wouldn't want to see that yeah, shit? I just want, I'd like to see him die again. So, yeah, I think, I think I'd like to see Joffrey come back. Just for a couple episodes. <laughs> no, no one's had a more evil grin than him, man. We got to bring him back. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, that kid. I feel bad for whoever played him. Like, I, I can't think of the kid's name, but you know, like, people are always going to see him as a prick. Oh yeah, for real. And, and, and his all face. Accounts, he's like the nicest guy in the world. But yeah. Just, nobody's going to forget him as Joffrey. Like his acting career. Fuck. I hope he made a lot of money on <laughs> Game of Thrones because he's done. I I, I could not be. I ain't gonna be in a romantic comedy. Yeah, time. not a chance. I, I swear, <laughs> I swear, I read something about him not wanting to act anymore because he's been acting since he was, since he was a kid. Um, I could, yeah, be, I, think I could I, be wrong. I read that somewhere too. Yeah, yeah, I think I read that somewhere too. He just wanted to go to school, and yeah, things like that, which is his best route. He needs to go become an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next parent. All right, the next parent. Let's go with Ned or his wife, Catelyn Stark. Oh Ned! Oh yeah, Neddy, Neddy, Neddy. Callan was too. Callan was too emotional. She's dumb. She made a lot of stupid ass choices that led to people dying. She let Jamie go. She did. She did a lot of stupid shit, which I love Jamie, but she she made a lot of dumb choices that were emotional. Ned would 
being valuable right now to the warhead. You know what I mean? He's he's a great military commander. He's seen basically everything. He uh, he he took out the sword of the morning, even if he uh, you know did it with a little bit of help. But he still he took him. He won that battle. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that matters. He was the one standing at the end. He, yeah. could, he could give some fatherly advice to Jon Snow. You know, he could be his counsel. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather see Ned come back out of this, too. Awesome. And Catelyn's <laughs> not coming back. Put it to bed. Oh, he man. Was, that theory is still running rampant, right? Bed. Still it running. Is. It's Calen, still running. Takes a, the hound takes a piss in a river and everybody freaks out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And the last pairing that I have is two guys who, you know, set his kids... Set their kids, you know, on fire, one physically and one emotionally. Um, Stannis or Tywin Lannister? Tywin Lannister. Fuck Stannis. <laughs> you, uh, you burned Shireen. I was waiting for you to die. And Tywin was honestly one of my favorite characters. Like, he was a manipulative bastard, but he was so much fun to watch. There is no scarier place on this earth, uh, uh, in this entire world than sitting across the desk from Tywin Lannister. I would rather be in a cage fight with the mountain than sit across a desk from that man. Oh man. <laughs> Just the presence that he commanded. Like he was he was such an intimidating figure and he was always so calm. Like I, I love Tywin Lannister, that whole uh I can't think of his name. I think Charles Dance might have been his name, but the yeah. actor's performance was amazing. Tywin was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he crushed. So it. yeah, I'd, I'd love I'd love to see Tywin come back. I'd love to see Tywin come back. I agree. All right. Um, now I have. Okay, so let, let's go. Let, let's jump into this really. Well, actually, I have a really quick question that I don't think. I don't know if it's been answered anywhere, but and it had nothing to do with this episode or, or any episode recently. But do you do you think we're gonna get to see any more? Um, and this is kind of left field, but do you think we're gonna see any episodes or scenes for the Tower of Joy anymore this season? Yeah, I do. I think episode 10 is supposed to be like 69 minutes. It's supposed to be the longest game of Thrones episode ever. I think we're going to get a lot of reveals in that. I think next week is going to, and we'll talk about this in, uh, I'm assuming a few minutes next week is mostly going to be the, the battle. If not the all the entire episode, be the battle. You know what I mean? So I think season 10 will be wrapping up a lot of that. And I think we'll get a lot of brand. I think we'll get a lot of Marine. And I think we'll get a lot of King's landing. And I do think that that's, definitely a possibility of something that we'll we'll see in maybe brand's vision maybe we'll get an answer on that i could see them waiting until season six to provide that especially if some of the things i think are going to come true come true you know you've already kind of had enough big reveals right save one let's keep one in the pocket but yeah I, I do think that there's a a pretty big possibility that we'll get a definitive answer on that by the end of this season i hope so because it they gave us that and then they never went back so i hope they give us something on that yeah it was just a damn tease yeah that's what it was man that's how they get you man um also if you i'm gonna ask you for a prediction um a prediction on who dies at the battle of the bastards and i and don't give me some easy answer like ramsey and that's it i mean you know does anybody else die any other key characters does the giant die um, you know, any, any key wildings? I mean, does, who, who else do you say, well, first, obviously, the main character you think is going to die, either Ramsey or John, but who else besides that? Do you think we lose any other big characters? Well, I think I think Ramsey dies. That's my prediction for the battle. I think um, I think it's time. I think he's had his, his place as kind of the main villain. I think the last two seasons are going to be the White Walkers as the main villains. So I think this season they're going to 
kind of clear everybody else out. And then the last two seasons will be focused on that. Um, so I think he dies. I don't think Jon Snow dies again just because what what a fucking bummer it would be to bring him back this season. Just for him to die nine episodes later. Like, that would, that would suck. But I think 1-1 dies. Which is going to make me really fucking sad. Because I love 1-1. Like, he's one of my favorites. But the CGI cost alone is a pain in the ass to show. <laughs> <laughs> And they're going to have to do dragons and shit. Listen, man, we so lost think, his brother. We only had two giants to start with. We lost his brother, and now you're telling That's me it. we're going to lose this one? Yep. They're all going to be gone. The race is going to be gone. You're breaking think, my heart, um, man. A lot of Ramsey's, I think a lot of Ramsey's forces are going to be focused on taking 1-1 one, one out. I I could see that being a point in the battle that, you know, you, you always have those moments when you have big battle scenes of, you know, the heroes feel like all is lost, and then they rally together, and they come back and win. And I think 1-1 one, one going down will be one of those moments. Like, everybody be like, shit, they even took out a fucking giant. You know, <laughs> like, right. we're done. So, yeah, I think I think 1-1's one, gone, which I I might shed a little tear for. I'll be a little sad. I will be sad, man. I will be sad. We see the Knights of the Veil? Vale? Yeah, I do. I think we do. Um, I think a lot of people are expecting kind of a double cross, a little finger. I'm personally not. Um I think that it'll be kind of a tenuous alliance, and then maybe next season, you know, we see Littlefinger try to play a game that ends up getting him killed or something along those lines. But I don't think he comes to Ramsey's aid. I think he, I think you get. I could see, you know, if if I can envision it, the the battle being fought, one one being taken out, all seems lost, and all of a sudden, you know, the knights come over, which seems kind of cheesy, but I mean, it's 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 a theatrical plot device and it's a cliche for a reason you know these things work so i can see you know the, the knights coming up kind of coming from behind and that tipping the scales of the battle in their favor and then i think you see in the trailer you see the um john snow say you know thousands don't need to die only one of us so i could see the actual end of the battle both of them calling off their forces and essentially being like a one-on-one combat between the two leaders it'll be so sick yeah it'd be amazing yeah hell yeah watching Jon snow whoop his ass fuck Ramsey. man this episode (laughs) is gonna be so epic you don't even understand oh it's gonna be great it's gonna be so amazing the the cinematography in the trailer alone was amazing like it they got me so hyped for it like just the in the preview the way that everything looks like it's shot oh yeah yeah i think it's gonna be outstanding it's gonna be legendary man it's gonna be freaking amazing i cannot wait um, one other thing. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Ramsey loses, obviously. Um, I do think the veil comes. I don't think they double cross him, just like you said. But the reason I, the, the real reason I say that is because, I mean, if he double crossed Sansa and, and joins Ramsey, like, how would Jon Snow and them even win the fight? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make realistic. Yeah, it's just, it's not even realistic at that out. point. So, <laughs> um, so that doesn't make sense. Who do you but, think dies? You didn't give a prediction. You um, think I mean, think I, going? yeah. Um, that's, that's the other guy, man. I don't want him to die either, man. I'd be just as bad as one one. Um, oh, I, I would be fucking tore up if Tormund died. He, <laughs> he, he might be. though. I he might. This episode next week. I, I'll, I'll be crying when we do this recap next season, next week. <laughs> yeah, man. We've we've had a lot of. I'll be, I'll be wearing black for two days. I'll be in mourning. <laughs> <laughs> man, I hope him and it could be him and one one. Man, we can't lose all these guys, man. Someone's got to live. But they looked like they were in a bad spot, though, man. And at least in their previews, yeah, I mean, yeah. it looked mm-hmm. it looked pretty ugly. So even even Davos looked like he was terrible. Yeah, he was in there like, swinging the sword, though, he man. Had the blood on his beard and things like that. He like, better not die either. I don't Davos think he'll die, though. 
Yeah, yeah, I hope not. I don't yeah, think he'll die. Dies, I'll be, I'll be dead. Yeah, so he can't die. Tormund can't die. These people, it can't. Uh, Oh, they can die. They can Don't die. you worry. They can <laughs> yeah, die. Yeah, they can. No, they can. <laughs> Here's Benny Off and Weiss and George R. R. Martin and dicks. <laughs> they definitely can die. I just don't want them to. <laughs> the last thing I want to throw at you before we end this episode, before we go into episode, you know, prepping for episode nine, um, name three characters that you want dead by the end of this season. They could be anybody, anybody across the world in Westeros, in the Seven Kingdoms. Three characters that you want to see die. Well, Ramsey's an obvious one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cersei's another obvious one for plenty of reasons. We said she drags Jamie back down to the mud. <laughs> and so on that out of left field, I want to see Messy Andy die. Fuck that bitch. She's making uh, a great one song. Who? Messy Andy. Oh man! Little slave girl, take her out. She's making great ones soft. Come on, now he's drinking wine and shit. Oh, he's supposed to be a soldier. He's supposed to be a hard ass. You got him loosening up. No, she's so beautiful though, man. I am, uns- I am unsullied. <laughs> unsullied. Don't he needs to go back to that? He needs to be that unsullied. Oh man! Take her out. Can't take her out. I will not let you do that. I will not let you do that, man. <laughs> um, Get my, Think with your head, not your other head. No, All man. Right? Well, I mean, we have already <laughs> seen her nude, so I guess she's kind of done. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I, my, my three selections would be Ramsey as well. Guys got to go. Um, I have to get rid of the religious fanatic, Old High Sparrow. I don't care what you say. If he's good, I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't want him there. <laughs> get rid of the radical. And then the other guy that I've been wanting dead and I know he's maybe not as huge of a character to some people, but Walder Frey, man, get this guy out of here already. I cannot stand this cat. Yeah, and, uh, with his, like, 11-year-old wife. So yeah, I, I don't know who can kill him at this point right now, like, who's, you know, in the area who cares enough right now at the moment. But obviously, if John and them win, um, I, w- I would assume he's on their on their list. But, you know, um, it may not be this season. But he's definitely a guy that I can't stand and I would love to see, you know, killed off before the season ends. Definitely. So that's my list, man. I think uh, the only only thing with Ramsey is neither of us are thinking about his dog. Uh, oh yeah, I know. Poor dogs are gonna be his poor dogs are gonna be so sad. So man, listen, I will call Peter tonight. <laughs> poor little uh, dogs. I'll call Peter tonight and I'll set up some <laughs> arrangement. You know, they can pick him up. Um, <laughs> They'll be well taken care of. <laughs> we will take care of, man. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not the same food they're used to, but they'll they'll have a nice warm home and some water. Um, going, um, basically, um, as far as I have a quick question, as far as all like the theories that people constantly come up with, right. Do do you think that is just, you know, a part of us, um, you know, waiting a week, every single episode, you know, for something new that we're just yearning, um, to talk about it and to create stories, or do you think it has something to do with the books being out and so old, you know, 20 years in or whatever the case may be? What do you think that is that? People constantly, I mean, it, it, you know, me and you, we're in chat rooms, there's message boards, there's all these, you know, blogs and websites and podcasts, and it seems like people are pulling, like, you know, theories out of the woodwork every single day on the show. What, what do you think it is that, you know, compels people to do that? Well, I think it's kind of a, a reflection of our culture, you know, people, I'm I'm kind of used to this because I'm a comic book nerd, you know what I mean? Like, we, we used to... Back in the day when you would read a comic book, you know, you would have like an entire story arc that would go over multi-issues. And when we would read one story, we would 
I'd bullshit with my friends over what we think is going to happen in the next issue. You know, I read all of the, a lot of the Star Wars uh, extended universes, now like the Star Wars Legends universe, before the movies came out. And we would speculate on, like, if they ever made a movie, if they would do this, if they would do that. So people write things in their own heads. And this show evokes that passion. And then you add in the fact that the books have been around for 20 years and that there's people that have been, essentially, we've been waiting, because neither me or you have read the books, we've been waiting to see this, you know, for a year. Right. There's people that have been waiting five, you know, that read the books to watch this happen. And I think all of that just produces constant, constant thought and constant theorizing. And then when you have, nowadays, we have essentially forums that we can go to and we can look for like-minded people that are really into this like we are. And you start that banter, you know, whereas maybe, you know, 15 years ago, if you didn't know somebody that was reading the books or that was really into comic books or something like that, it kind of, it wouldn't produce as many fan theories as it has because it would just be you, you know? So I think all of that kind of combines into why people speculate so much. And I mean, like you said, you can go on Reddit and see people breaking down frame by frame pictures. And I don't know who the hell has that kind of time, but <laughs> God bless them because it's the coolest shit to read. But they they break everything down to like the most minute detail and it just shows the kind of passion that these books and these shows evoke out of people. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think, you know, I think it's a testament to the show. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a compliment to the show um, that definitely, people, definitely. you know, consider, you know, to, to keep talking about it and keep theorizing and all this kind of stuff. It just shows how, um, you know, immersed they have us basically in the, in the story and how much we care about the characters and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think it's awesome. But I just, you know, obviously some of the theories are way out there, you know, compared to others. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it, but it always gives us something to talk about, you know, so that's why it's great. Um, I mean, I think that that's pretty much it for today's episode um obviously next week is gonna or you know sunday is gonna be like we said epic as can possibly be um hopefully we come on here next week pretty happy um you know could we could have a moment of silence for some people um but hopefully it's uh you know hopefully it's overall good here as far as the guys that we lose um but um this was another good episode you know i mean nothing to complain about other than your aria complaint um, you didn't like the Terminator mix, but that's okay. You know, it's okay. You don't have to like everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I pretty much sums up this episode. Um, let them know where to find you, where to check you out at, where to discuss this stuff with you some more. Um, I'm at Reimer AS on Twitter, R-E-I-M-E-R-A-S. I'm at Mr. Me Seeks on the FL app. Um, you can always check me out in the, the Game of Thrones chat. I'm always in there if you haven't downloaded the FL app. Yet, I highly recommend it, it's, even if it's just for Game of Thrones, because it's a really cool chat. Uh, and I did it, guys. I wrote a geeky bugle. It's actually coming out. About time. The running joke is over. About so, time. I did, um, I did a ranking of the MCU. It's all the movies in order. Um, if you don't agree with it, I don't really give a shit. Tweet it at Neil. No, if you want to debate, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I hope everybody checks it out. I hope we dig it. Yeah, that should be up um, tomorrow. Well, I guess, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, you know, it may already be up. You may be in the future. Yeah, yeah you may it might be... have been up three days ago. Yeah, uh, who knows? <laughs> you know I mean, who knows how long it takes you to listen to this? But um, definitely it should be up there probably, you know, by the time you're listening to it or if you jump on this episode right away, maybe it's not, but it should be. Um, other than that, you know where to find me, Instagram, 
uh, Twitter at Clock Dodgers. If you want to email, clockdodgers at gmail.com. Otherwise, clockdodgers.com for all their content. Um, for anything else, that's where you see is. Of course, uh, Tony mentioned the FL app. There's a Game of Thrones chat in there. It's the it's the way to go. I mean, I know the season is coming to a close, but you know, still get in there. You know, keep talking with us about it. Like we just said, we're we're diehard, so the talks will never end. We'll probably. And what was that? Don't tell your own chats, Joy. Oh yeah, I'll just chat in there too. It's the only place that you'll find us debating gun laws one hour and talking fantasy football the next. It's a beautiful place, man. It's a beautiful place. Um, so, again, shout out to everyone who's listening. Shout out to everybody who's been supporting us, especially with the Game of Thrones episodes, because it's been really fun for us to do. So, um, shout out Definitely. to everybody who's been kind of, you know, to listening and sending in and interacting with us. We appreciate it. And, um, man, next week is going to be epic. So, we got to uh, yeah. prepare for that. <laughs> so, I almost feel like we're preparing for Can't battle, wait, man. Buddy. Emotionally, I'm preparing for battle. So, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> all right, man. Well, you have a good night. I'm signing off. Clock Dodgers, Game of Thrones recap is over. All right, Tony. I'll talk to you later, man. Later, man. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to stop by clockdodgers.com and follow us on Twitter.